Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I'm delighted to be joined by Bev Crayer today. She's Vice President and General Manager of the Storage Group at Intel. Welcome, Beth. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since we've had you on, and I was delighted to see that we were going to talk to you again because there's so much going on in the storage arena. Why don't we just start with talking a little bit about what your organization does with an Intel and how it fits within our broader data center group? The storage group's responsibility to Intel is really to help drive the market transitions for Intel that are happening in the data center with respect to storage problems and our end customers' storage solutions. So we're part of the data center group. Our focus it tends to be on data center applications for storage purposes. And we take and look across all of Intel for any of the technologies that Intel develops and make them relevant to solving storage problems. And then also influence the development of those products to make them more and more effective over time to solve customers' problems. We've been lucky enough to have you on ChipChat a couple times, and we've talked about this transformation of the storage environment within the data center. Do you want to give us the state of the state of where we are within that transformation? And what are the key trends that we're helping drive within storage infrastructure? So over the last decade, as people use their handphones more and they're doing more video and consumer services, driving more and more data into businesses with the emergence of cloud-based services and internet-focused enterprises, just the sheer amount of data that's in the environment has exploded. With that explosion of data also comes an increase in storage and compute requirements that outpace the traditional IT infrastructure. On the other hand, companies and consumers are trying to use that data in fundamentally different ways. So that's actually also forcing a transition from single-purpose built systems to deal with a very specific online transaction processing system or HR system to, hey, I want to use my data in multiple ways. I want to use this data. I gathered it in this way and stored it in this way. But, hey, I want to use it over here to go solve some other problem. So there's this complexity piece of how we're managing data. But the third thing that's, I think, really driving significant transitions in the environment is the emergency of solid-state technologies, SSDs finally becoming big enough and cost-effective enough to be used in an environment and improve performance, but then 3D NAND and now the 3D crosspoint technologies from Intel just changing the game with respect to the performance that can be achieved with storage technologies. And then the last piece that I would say is, of course, the emergence of cloud infrastructures and the cloud business model in making it really simple to store a ton of data and really cost-effective to store a ton of data. And that actually creates a cycle, again, of, oh, gee, I have all this data. What else could I do with it? So there's these major transitions that are happening in the market now. So when you look at that, it seems like the three-layered tier of storage that we've talked about for so long, there's some transitions going on in there in terms of the types of tiering of the data center and the types of underlying infrastructure that are required in terms of being able to maybe take in storage in one place and then take that data and transform it into something else for a completely different purpose. So what does that do for the storage ecosystem and all of the vendors that we work with in delivering solutions? And how do those differ from the solutions we were delivering five years ago? What's happening is traditional storage solutions 
some of them haven't had the flexibility to change and to enable the level of flexibility that our customers need now. Legacy systems don't actually accommodate hyperscale data demands. It just doesn't happen. So now traditional providers like EMC and NetApp, but also newer providers as well, are finding new ways to solve these problems. They're leveraging the economics of off-the-shelf hardware, open system software, and enabling a scale-out, flexible, cost-effective set of solutions. And that means creating the potential for efficiency, flexibility, performance that appeal to customers even beyond that hyperscale web environment. And that's driving a transformation in the storage industry. Now, today we are celebrating the launch of our new Xeon D processors, and these play an important role in helping address some of the key criteria that you just talked about. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're releasing within the storage arena and how that fits into the broader context that you just discussed? So the Intel Xeon Processor D family offers service providers and enterprise IT new choices for data center optimization. By bringing the performance and the advanced technology and the advanced intelligence of the Intel Xeon processors into that dense, low-power system-on-a-chip form factor. Though the Xeon processor D family is Intel's third-generation 64-bit system-on-a-chip, it's actually the first that's based on Intel Xeon technology. So all of the traditional Xeon goodness that people have come to expect in the storage environment, like asynchronous dim refresh and some of the specific features that are available in Xeon um, that haven't originally been available in our SOCs, with the Xeon Processor D family, they now are available in that system-on-a-chip form. Now, we initially launched some products in March within the Xeon D line. Now we're coming out with some new ones. Can you tell me a little bit about the difference there? The launch in March was really focused on two SKUs of the Xeon D family, right? Two microserver or cloud SKUs. The SKUs in this launch are focused primarily on storage and on network. The original SKUs had a three-year lifetime, a five-year reliability. They had a lower T-case. These SKUs that we're launching now, they all have a seven-year life, a 10-year reliability, a high T-case. These features are specific to storage and networking use cases where when customers have a storage system that they've built, they don't want to think that it's going to disappear or not be able to be supported in three years. They need that seven-year or 10-year reliability, and they need that high TK support from us. Obviously, energy efficiency is a big play here, too. Does that play a role mm-hmm. in the storage systems that are using it? Yep, particularly in the warm tier of the cloud infrastructure in that warm tier, that low power space is actually one of the really nice features that they've been asking us for. Is there any characteristics that help with the scaling of systems with this new configuration? There's a couple of ways that you can think about scaling and storage. One of them is scaling up. That means fatter and more powerful processors managing more and more disks. But what we're seeing in these low power requirements and in these dense requirements isn't that scale up, it's what we call scale out. So you're actually using more processing power, but more processing power in smaller packages. That's why the SOC form factor and the density of the form factor is so effective because it allows you to build smaller systems, but more of the smaller systems that then allow you to get this dense form factor. You know, you mentioned the warm tier in particular. Is this where the sweet spot is for this processor or does this play within other tiers as well? 
I think that we're going to see the Xeon processor D family really being used in warm and cold storage and that mid-range of block and object storage and that distributed scale-out storage. And distributed scale-out storage is actually being used for a lot of different problem spaces. So we believe this processor family is really going to be one of the workhorses of solving and delivering on the promise of Xeon in this system-on-a-chip, dense, low-power form factor. If people want to find out more about the storage solutions offered by Intel, where would you send them? Intel.com slash storage. It's real simple. Fantastic. Thanks so much for taking time today. All right. Thanks, Allison. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 